Mate, this is going to be awesome. It's not stayed to come down for that one. Hit him, hit him. It's more than just a hobby, it's who we are. Cracker. That's why we hunt. Welcome to the Educated Hunter Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Ultimate OE. As most of you would know, Curran and I run a business called Ultimate OE. We specialise in sending young Kiwis and Aussies to Canada and Scotland to work in the hunting industry. Applications for next hunting season, so 2020, both in Canada and Scotland, are now open. As hunters, we're not often happy with inauthentic experiences. We're always looking for something adventurous, more exciting and more unique. Same goes for overseas experiences. We deliver once-in-a-lifetime opportunities working for the best outfitters in Canada and the best hunting estates in Scotland. Our train-before-you-go setup means that we can secure all the best jobs with the best employers, with the best people in the best spots, all ahead of time, because they know you're going to turn up with the knowledge and skills to hit the ground running when you get there. If you're interested in an OE in Canada or Scotland next year based around hunting in the mountains, it doesn't get much better in my opinion. If you think you might be interested or just want to learn a little bit more about what we do, feel free to get in touch. You can get us on email at ultimateoemail at gmail.com. You can flick us a PM on Facebook or Instagram, either through the Educated Hunter or Ultimate OE pages. Either will work, whatever blows your hair back. Enjoy the show. Today's podcast is with Rachel Stewart. Rachel is the owner and head guide of Lethem Valley Hunts down uh, lower south of the South Island New Zealand. Uh, she is a very passionate hunter. She's pretty much motivated about everything, but a very passionate hunter. Uh, not only does she juggle her professional guiding career and business, but she also likes to get out and, and I guess get involved in international hunts herself. So she's recently just come back from a Marco Polo hunt, um, which is obviously a fairly big ticket item for a lot of hunters. So uh, it was good to, to cover that off, but also just to get get an idea of how Rachel fits everything in between hunting seasons the farming the family uh, and, and everything that she's got going on I don't know how she finds time but she seems to yeah really cool chat it was my last one for 2019 um, so I'm wishing all the listeners a very Merry Christmas uh, a Happy New Year you know really enjoy this period with friends and family stay safe just yeah just enjoy it really I guess people were starting to forget that in this day and age yeah enjoy this last podcast for 2019 it's a goodie Rachel's one hell of a woman. Catch you in 2020. Okay. We are, we are underway, Rachel. <laughs> Here goes. Yeah, so I'm sitting on the couch with Rachel Stewart. She has, um, I guess, found some time in her schedule to shoot past Alexandra quickly. So just basically going to have a chat about how hunting fits in Rachel's life. Uh, obviously, a little bit of directive is going to be the fact that Rachel is a woman and living in the professional hunting scene. So um, a lot of it all centred around that, but... For you, Rachel, where did, where did hunting start? Well, my parents, um, yeah, just grew up in it, born and bred. Um, very lucky to be born and bred into hunting because it is a natural passion. So back in the 80s, mum and dad started, well, dad always hunted for himself, you know, was a keen hunter. And then back in the 80s, um, we used to have guys come on our place and hunt other outfitters. And I'd sort of go up with the old man, ride around the hills and 
check on these hunters and see what was going on. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool, eh? Um, these awesome stags and these guys just loving it and then we'd pack their deer out back to the hut for them mm-hmm. and sort of from there, oh, I'm a wee bit nervous. I don't even know how to put my words into it. But he goes. Um, You'll relax. Got a, yeah, got a beer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wee bit early, maybe. Yeah. And then the old man thought, hey, these guys are making money. Mm-hmm. How about I give this a go? So they headed off to the States and did those big trade shows over there. Um, got one hunter the first year they went. And so I tagged along on that hunt. That was pretty and, and cool. And so your dad was guiding them? Yeah. Or yep. taking the clients out? Yeah. Yeah. There's a few funny stories behind that one. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I used to just be his little shadow on the hill. Um, mm-hmm. We'd do a lot of horseback hunts back in those days, um, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I was real keen on my horses. And then that second year, the same hunter came back. So he was like, yeah, we're in the money here, yep, yep. doing something right. right. Yeah, And then it just slowly progressed from there. Cool. Um, yeah, he didn't have a lot of time to take me on my own hunts when he was mm-hmm. younger, just when I was younger. Because um, what was the, was it a sheep, sheep and beef station prior? Yeah. Yep. And, and that was where he was busy? Yeah, yep. 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 and a deer farm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, back in the 70s actually, when all the helicopters and that. So he never let the helicopters on our place. Mm-hmm. So our place became awesome, like a little sanctuary <laughs> yeah. for the deer. And then that's sort of how he, you know, put a bit of a high fence up and started trapping them in there. Yeah. Um, so that so was what was his back. theory behind that for farming or um, sort of an attachment to them as well? Oh, he just loved the deer, eh? And just didn't want to see them wiped out. You know, we didn't know back then what was going to happen. Mm. And trapping them and like for the meat and that so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember some <laughs> a bit of a cowboy my old man yeah. um, back in the day trapping those wild deer eh? yeah, chucking no. tarps over them in this little fence area and <laughs> chucking them on the trailer how's his body now though broken yeah uh, broken yeah, 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 exactly <laughs> yeah now that, that's cool it's cool that he was kind of I guess visionary you know or part of that whole change in, in mindset Oop. you know and to start looking after that area because it was it was a reasonable quality of head down that way. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So so it was cool. So then obviously what you continue doing the trade shows and then Yeah, that, um I guess how it progressed. Yeah, so yeah, mum and dad kept on doing the trade shows, um, slowly got bigger and bigger. Went from a hut, little, you know, yeah, yeah. just a backcountry back hut. hut into yeah. a lodge, which we still run out of nowadays. We've mm-hmm. added on to that, but um so that was a huge step for them, mm. you know, going from a hut to these Americans. Put a real investment Yeah, they, they yeah, want yeah. an ensuite bathroom and all that sort of stuff <laughs> that goes with it. Yeah. Yeah, so back then, a big season, it was snow guiding, a guy from Canada, snow's mm. my old man, mm-hmm. um, a guy from Canada and me just sort of, I was the sort of third wheel. Third wheel, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So back then, so what are we talking then? Um, 90s? Yep, so, not good with numbers, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, about, yeah. But that's, that's, early 90s, that yep. would have been, that would have been a change in demographic to have a woman guiding or assistant guiding at that point. Yeah, so I was an assistant guide for quite some time, yep. um, Snow's excuse to me was I could never finish a headskin, so I can't <laughs> go out on my own yet. Um, Fair enough. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that logic. Yeah, yeah. But when we got busier, um, he sort of had to put me out on my own. Mm-hmm. 
and I remember the hunters just rolling into camp and the old man's like, well, you've got Billy, you've got myself and sorry, mate, you're stuck with her. Um, and if you're not happy, just let me know after the first day. And he said this for years and I was like, yeah. oh, jeez, no, I was just yeah. thinking he doesn't think I do a good job. But that was his way around the female. Soften it. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah definitely. Because like I think, when I think of it, like one, the industry itself, but even rural New Zealand. Mm. Would have been bucking a few trends even that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, let alone the international hunting scene. Uh, so was it was it difficult? Um, no, some, yeah, when I was younger, like, you know, 17, 18, being mm. out there with some of the guys, it was tough. I yep. felt like I had to prove myself yep. a lot more than the guys that were guiding. And um, there was only a few times I remember that I really got hit up no, yeah. you're not guiding me. No, I'm right. not having a female chauvinistic sort of deal, yeah, but yeah. just take them but for But that's a, a characteristic of their... F- yeah, you know, yeah. flaw in their exactly. characteristic, not yeah. yours. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've, I've worked with some um, great female guides, in Canada particularly, and um, the one thing that... Because I've worked... Well, actually, when I say I've worked with some great ones, I've worked with some... They're all great guides, but I've worked with some that uh, are a lot easier to work with than others. Yeah. And the and the biggest difference from a guy point of view, I think, is when they don't try and keep up. Like if they just like if they can't physically lift something, say they can't physically lift something, because there's a really good opportunity that you're actually probably better at head skinning or you're actually probably better at something else and just find your own niche in it. Because every guy, male or female, has got a strength and a weakness. And I've always found with the girls that try to, I guess, try to hide their weaknesses, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then. It, it, it eventually gets to them, and this is male and female, but in this relationship we're talking about the woman, and then it melts down versus it, if it had just been dealt with in small increments, it would have been way easier to deal with. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, no. So so when did, so back then we're still, are you just doing red there? Um, red, fellow, tar, chamois. Um, Back then you were doing all that? Yep. 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 Oh, yeah, right. Oh, that's cool. So, um, yeah, me and Billy, we'd tag along together, like Mm -hmm. two on one guiding, two Mm -hmm. guides on one hunter, back when we were that young. Um, Yeah. So, So Billy, is that your brother? No, from a different mother. My Canadian brother. Right, 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 (laughs) right, yeah. Yeah, they're over in Because you've got a brother, don't you? Yeah, one brother, yeah. Yeah, so he wasn't really into that Um, Oh, keen as hunter and Mm -hmm. did a... He might have done one season at home guiding, but then... Mum and Dad shipped him off to the outback in Aussie, yeah, and yeah. we bought a place over there. And he started outfitting over there mm-hmm. when he was twenty-one. So yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and was that was that brought for hunting or um, for, for farming? farming? And then yeah. we just decided so to put buffalo on it and yeah, yeah, stretch that out. Yeah, awesome. That's pretty lucky. Pretty lucky for both of you, really, eh, to run it that way. Yeah, well, just there wasn't enough room for both of us. Yeah, um, you know, doing the stag and yeah, that yeah. back home. So. Mm. And that's cool that, like, again, not harping back because the whole conversation can't be about you being a woman. But <laughs> it's quite cool that your parents were like, because I know some farming families, and this is where this is going, that the woman in the family just wouldn't, like, the the son gets the farm and the woman get enough for a house. Or yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Some sort of form of that. So it was quite cool that they were like, well, actually, no, Rachel stands here and you stand there, so... Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You're lucky in that form. Very lucky. And I've got a sister, too. She's, mm-hmm. like, hard-out, awesome farmer, very respected. Um, mm-hmm. So we've all sort of 
found yeah. our way yeah. and stole in the family businesses. So That's cool. It's real cool. Yeah. And so now, now with Leatham Valley, yep. you you you're Leatham Valley. Yeah. Like so, your dad's now. Oh well, retired or? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. He just in, bought a a, yeah, yeah, just bought a retirement place up the road here, mm-hmm. four hundred and fifty acres. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, him and the old lady are still on the farm, um, and they just um, help out. Mm-hmm. Like he is busier than any of us. Like you yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yep. You can't change that sort of bloodline, eh? No, <laughs> they yeah. stay that way for yeah. sure. Yeah, but so now it's you and you're doing the shows. Yep. How's, so you would have, were you going back in the 90s to the shows or taking along? Yeah, so 20 years I've done yeah, the shows. Yeah. Poor you. I know. I, <laughs> um, yeah. So what have you seen change in that form? Because uh, there's, even in the time I've been going sort of 10 or 13 years now, like, I remember the first time, I think it was like 11 New Zealand Outfitters, then the last couple of years it was like 35 or something, like it's just <laughs> yeah. a fairly flooded market. But Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. a lot more... Um, Competition, but I love competition. That yeah. keeps you, you know. Yeah, yeah, keeps you keeps honest. you real and honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, just the shows are getting bigger, rat cramming. Yeah. yeah, it's a money making. Yeah, yeah, it's a beast. Thing, eh? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's painful but though. I do. It is like, like it's, yeah. it's painful for me because it's not actually, it's not driving any business for me. Like for you, I get you've got to offset that with that's where you sell hunts. Yeah, yeah. but it's just. Um, to be honest, like most of our hunts are word of mouth and social media and stuff nowadays, mm-hmm. um, TV shows. So you just sort of go to those shows to show face. face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and any bookings you get on the floor, that's a bonus. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. So how many shows are you going to do this? Just season? two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah, when I first started, I used to do about eight to ten oh, like, of all those little shows just bouncing yeah. around. Um, yeah, so I got it down to. The two big SCI ones, Dallas and Reno, yeah, or yeah. Vegas, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. It bounces around a bit. <laughs> yeah. It's Reno still again this year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, but it's a necessary evil too. And it's quite cool. The one the one good thing about the shows is catching up with, I guess, your friends in the industry too, though. You know, yeah. like, outside the show, you all kind of go your own way and do your own thing. So how do you, how do you find the outfitting, well, the New Zealand Professional Guides Association. Yeah. Like, is it quite a good unity amongst the outfitters when you go to these shows? Yeah. 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 No, That's for good. sure. Yeah. I think it, um, yeah, like the professional hunting guides and that brings you a little bit closer to, mm-hmm. you could say, competition or yeah, yeah, to yeah. the other yeah. sidekicks um, in the industry. So, yeah. No, yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, sure. it is. Because it's sort of, I guess from the outside looking in, like, we when we go to the shows like we're always invited to all the Canadian SCI chapters and so forth. And like these guys are all selling the exact same hunts, doing the exact same thing, but they really socialise together too and get on and yeah. call past each other's booth and have a chat and from the outside looking in it just didn't look to be quite the same from New Zealand. No, no, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's not like the Canadian yeah, ones right. for sure. But they've they've, yeah, they've yeah. done very well to maintain the way they do. Yeah. Like I don't Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I, th- yeah. I think the part of that is, um, I guess there's a bit more regulation around the numbers of and then how much they're charging. So if you took away price competition, if you like, yeah, yeah. you guys could probably get on a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not better, but you know but, what I mean? Like it, it removes that sort of awkward, it's just human nature to be sort of annoyed with stuff like that, you know? 
yeah, I just, mm. uh, I don't really get that. I'm like, why can't, yeah, I'd love to all just get along and yeah. um, not be ignored by a few other outfitters. When you're over yeah, at the yeah. shows, when yeah, yeah, yeah. I walk past, give big grinners and, you know, I'm not checking out their booth or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, happy yeah. to walk past, yeah. need the toilet you got to walk somewhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You know, There's that many of them. You can't not walk past New Zealand outfitter nowadays. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So from that, now, how long is your hunt season now? At least, based, you know, you started with one hunt and then... Yeah, so um, a busy season is 100 hunters. Oof. Like, yeah, I don't... I'd rather go smaller than yep. bigger and just do more of it myself. But yep. uh, let's yeah, just yeah, make yeah. money by the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Sometimes. it's kind of... It is that kind of mix of balance, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like... It'd be cool to be smaller, more niche, and, mm. and you know, without hiding anything, you've just got to charge more because you've still got to have the, the remuneration value. But kind of a hard thing to sell the, the yeah. same. And I'm not saying what you do is the same, but the same product on a picture for a whole lot more. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and that's where your word of mouth comes in. Yeah, no, that's, for sure. So. That's where you know, people can see the difference in what you offer versus others. Yeah, you just lengthen this. If you got more hunters one season than another, you mm. start in February and you finish in August. Like, yeah. and if you got less one other season, you start yeah, in yeah. March and yeah. finish in June, July. So, mm. just roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's probably one of the toughest things with the industry. Eh? It's sort of, it's not the same every year. Yeah, it'll be interesting this year to come, but it it is what it is. Like yep. bookings are awesome, I think, all yep, round cool. from the other outfitters I've talked to. So, um, yeah, no, they're definitely from the. Last show, so last January, February, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. It was funny, like, some outfitters were like, yep, Reno was awesome, and others was a sort of shit, yeah. and then it was opposing at Dallas. They're like, Dallas was awesome, or Dallas was shit. Yeah. So I think between them, they figured it out. Exactly. Like, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, that's cool. So how many how many guides are you running now? Um, There's four guides. Yeah, and um, yourself. And myself, yeah. yeah. So I'm the fifth one on now. I'll be on full-time. I've got a couple of new guides this year, so I'll be mm. on full-time with them. They'll mm-hmm. just shadow me, which is quite sweet because they, <laughs> they can do the grunt work. Those poor bastards are going to get all the karma from all those years <laughs> yeah, behind yeah. Billy on snow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, that's all good. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good to see, I guess, young guys or – and I th- when I say young guys, I think young to hunting. Like, you know, some of the guys that are now – because obviously you – phone calls and whatnot and people want to discuss getting into the industry the i feel like the right guys are a little bit older yeah and they're kind of like oh, i want to change or i should have done this when i was younger or i'm sick of my office job or and i think and this is not disrespectful to any young guys that want to get in the industry because by all means get in the industry yeah but um that little bit of life skill helps with the client stuff Mm-hmm. Because there's so many young guys that would out hunt the shit out of me. I'm not worried about that. That that's karma. That's what happens. They get fitter and stronger and I don't, you know, like yeah. <laughs> but you've still got to be able to interact with the people. Like that's the key thing with guiding that Absolutely. I see you know, in the ultimate OE stuff that young guys kinda of miss a little bit. For you sure. Know? Yeah. And I, and you just get that naturally over time and life skill, I think. I yeah. think that's just a, a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's probably why it's got easier and easier. Well, if it wasn't getting easier for myself, then probably wouldn't still be here. But yeah, yeah as from 17 to yeah. 40, um, yeah, piece of cake. Well, yeah. you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> Most yeah. days are yeah. Well, you start realising that, that little bit of fitness you've maybe lost or like they, they weren't really changing the outcomes of the hunts. Like the way you think about it and the, where you put your effort actually 
you made way more difference. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a bit of youth and motivation. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but you, so on that, you're not using horses anymore for hunts. No, not for the day-to-day hunting. Yeah, just at the end of the hunt or something. If just have a ride and yeah, have a look yeah. around. It's yeah. a shame, obviously, based on the stuff I've done in Canada. I assume you, well, like you say, you started on horses. It's a shame. It's lost its position over here. Yeah. Um, for some of the hunts, you know, like, and I get, like, I understand why economics and time frames and all that sort of bullshit don't add up. Like, if you need to start all of a sudden and, and trying to find a cowboy, yeah. they they're not around anymore. No. You know, like it gets pretty hard, and like the like our outfitters in Canada, they've got to look after feed and shoe or well, maintain horses all year round for the six weeks that they get used or whatever, you know, and. It's a bit hard, eh? Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. Um, does add a really cool atmosphere to the hunt, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was awesome back in the day when we probably weren't putting as many hunters through and they were coming for, say, one stag. Then yeah. you had five days to kill, so yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, on the exactly. horse and let's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Cool. And so how many... What are, what are clients typically hunting now? Um... Stag's our main one, yep. and if they come for a stag, then they're not going home without a fellow, because we've got mean fellow. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah. Um, if they're do- not doing a full combo, typically if they're into a little bit of mountain hunting, they'll come back a year or two later for right. tar and chamois combos. Which and they're obviously done on the hill, like they're not at Leatham, so you yeah, no. travel for those? Yeah, we yeah. go up, yeah, Canterbury cool. ways. Yeah, and how do, you find, how do you find the fitness of hunters for that sort of stuff? Um, pretty poor, but to me, it's not about being the fittest person. It's no. just um, one foot in front of the other. It's being mentally strong is mentally the biggest strong. one, I yeah. think, um, in the mountains in yeah. New Zealand. So, yeah, yeah, I hundred percent so, agree. Yeah, yeah. no, hundred percent agree on that. Yeah. Cool. So, and then, so, what do you keep yourself busy with in the off season? <laughs> yeah, well, spend a bit more time with my kids. Um, yeah, you know, just yeah. being the day to day mum running. Yeah, everyone asks that, and they're like, what have you done today? And I'm like, I can never answer it. Because um, <laughs> I stay at home two days a week with my daughter. Yeah. And um, sometimes I feel like, well, I managed to get the house clean enough and dinner's on. Yeah. Well, and so, that's what I achieved today, uh, so shut your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I've only got one, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well, my kids are a bit older now, so um, it's easier to get stuff done. But just yeah. maintaining the hunting area, fences. Right. I'm, I'm not a fencer, so I get um, contractors and that in, but just I do the gorse and weed spraying. Right. Um, Keep it tidy. Yeah, and then w- our side on the farm, yeah, yeah. just put in, helping out. Because yeah. I have, well, I know some people that have hunted there, I know some um, people that have worked there, and one thing that is common between their comments is, like, you've got to work for the deer there. Mm. Like, it's not a, and I'm not, this is not a yeah. high fence conversation because I get <laughs> all the messages I get post podcast is like crazy. Yeah, it's not that I'm not saying anything against those that are probably a little less challenging, but despite being behind a fence, which you know it is, it's it's a pretty hard hunt. It's not a guarantee. Yeah, you, know, you don't walk out the door every day knowing that you're going to come back with a deer exactly. stag, yeah. and um, and that, which I think that's good. You know, I think, and I think the hunters get more out of it. They might cringe at some days I guess but when they actually go home and sit at home they'll they'll feel better for it yeah That's absolutely part of hunting that you can't yeah. change I couldn't be doing it day to day if it wasn't a hunt yeah you know um yeah, yeah. you've got to enjoy it yourself no. for your clients to have a good time so no that's that's cool yeah. so I want to talk to you about a tricky topic 
Yeah. Um, and this is, and I know people are going to listen to this and they're going to think that I'm a sexist bigot, which I'm not. <laughs> and I promise you I'm not. Yeah. And some of the girls that I've trained and seen overseas and worked with and stuff, they'll know I'm not. So there is people that will validate this. <laughs> but you were... You were in the hunting industry and, and passionately hunting, both recreationally and professionally, well before social media. Yeah. Um, the only, I, I think I remember the first time I saw you, maybe, I guess that's the right wording, was in a Swazi catalogue. And I remember then that was like a woman hunt. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, they do in New Zealand, you know, like, despite what I'd seen overseas. Um, and then. And now there's a lot of great female hunters, and they are great hunters. I'm not, I'm not taking anything away, but sometimes I look at the social media side of it, and and I feel like, and I understand why they're doing it. This is tricky. I understand why they're doing it because they're encouraging more girls into hunt, well, women. Shouldn't say girls, women into hunting, and they're. I guess encouraging unity amongst them and all that. And I, I get that, but I sometimes I feel like they're overdoing it, and that raises the small percentage of the demographic that are still anti-woman hunting to the top again. Whereas there's they're that good at what they do, they could just get on and do it. Yeah, and I don't mean don't share it. I mean maybe a little bit less of the huntressy. And I mean, it's coming out in clothing brands and everything now. It's not just, I'm not picking <laughs> yeah. on some girl, a yeah, woman. Jesus, I keep saying that. Um, and I just feel like, like to yourself and Kim Swan, who, who's a good friend of mine, like you guys have been hunting for years in a, in a male-dominated area and, and doing it without all that and arguably doing it well and better. Like, how does it, how does it sit for you? Like being that... I guess, you know, you're like, oh, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> like, uh, um, yeah, the old social media, yeah. Yeah, just they can do their thing and I'll do my thing. Yeah, hey? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's pretty cool to see other women out there. Like, yeah. um, the other day I seen Kimmy mm-hmm. Greentree from mm-hmm. Aussie and doing that tar hunt with the bow. Yeah. Like, I look at that and think, you know, wow, she's yeah, this yeah, yeah. gorgeous blonde. But yeah. hey, she's a true hunter. To be able to go out and smoke over a tar with a bow, I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put an animal through that because <laughs> I don't have that much time to be shooting my bow. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, like, it's pretty cool. I look up to some, but one of my biggest female ladies that I look up to um, is from Alaska, and it was just through a book mm-hmm. that I read about her. Mm-hmm. And... Um, She's, you know, not out there skiting about it or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. But not saying that they're skiting about it. No, but, um, everyone to their own. I'm glad that yeah. I didn't grow up in that era. Yeah, because yeah. there is, and it's the same with guys. It's the same with any demographic, not not just women. But there's just that few that, you know, you you see some in their pictures with dead animals in their bras or, or something, and I'm just like. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, it that doesn't make any sense to me. And it's not attractive. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, damn. Like, I'm just like, that's kind and of And ass cheeks out, yeah, like, yeah. stalking oh. over a hole. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you got to have a laugh there. Like, yeah, but I'm just like, classic. it's a little bit weird. It's a little like, bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, can so. bring the, um, yeah, sort yeah. of downgrade some of us. Well, it um, does. It takes away for, from the genuine hunters, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and much like I guess it probably does if I really look at it, much like it does of the guys that, a standing over great stags shot out of spotlight versus somebody that walks 
you know, for yeah, two days in a dockland. Like, I, there's probably an old demographic. So it's probably just something I've seen, and I just kind of partly I, where my where this discussion comes from is I kind of feel sorry for the likes of yourselves and the Kims and all these women that actually just hunted because they enjoyed hunting, and now I feel like it's fashionable yeah 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 but it's weird but anyways i'll I'll get some feedback on that i don't doubt yeah i'm sure but just remember (laughs) i do think it's a good thing i'm just still on the fence with this whole social media thing so yeah yeah but um yeah i am too but it's done good for our business um yeah yeah. and i notice i have to put myself out on social media now a little bit more for hey being a female um outfitter and that like just chuck yourself out there a wee bit more. I yeah. don't like doing it, but no. it works. Does um, it attract more female clients? Have you seen a shift in that? Um, not necessarily. Right. No, not necessarily. I don't yeah. think me being a... But I don't go out and market it to take a bunch of females either. Right. Um, but back in the day, any female that came with their husband... I'd get more of them hunting their first animal that right. they'd yeah, never yeah, shot a gun cool. and they'd go home with their, yeah, yeah. a big stag. So that was cool, you yeah, know. And they probably cool. wouldn't have done that with just some the, of the guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they might not have even been given the opportunity. To be fair. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So back on that, and I guess some sort of hunt, um, well, types of hunting. Like I know that you guys do charitable hunts. I don't know if charitable is the right word. Um, is it charitable? Yeah, donations, donations or just, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, and you do one for children? Well, yeah, we do. Um, yeah, it's, um, it started off back with SCI and they used to donate some money um, and just getting the youth into hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this amazing guy, Scott Jordan from Buffalo, New York, he's been coming 18 years and mm-hmm. bringing these kids out um, from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And... So we donate so much towards um, them shooting their first animal. Mm-hmm. We're teaching them everything, yep. how to hunt, how to process animals, respect animals, do dishes, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. everything. Life like, skills. Yeah. yeah. Just an and so these kids, they just well, have an interest in hunting at that point, but no attachment to hunting in terms of no family yeah. member type stuff? Or? Like some of them are their dads and mums and that have hunted and some no attachment at all. Yeah. Some a little bit gone off the rails and their parents are sending yeah. them off just to boot try camp. something. Yeah, a bit of boot camp. <laughs> boot camp yeah, with yeah. Rachel. Yeah, yeah. yeah you will shape um, up. Yeah. yeah. They're the fun ones to do yeah. with. Um, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, just all different walks of life. And cover, cool. I remember one young girl, she was um, ADHD and she was one of my most rememberable girls, kids that I've ever guided. She was adopted from Russia back when mm. she was about four years old. And mm. I'll tell you what, she was next level awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. we got on like a house on fire. Cool. Maybe I'm a little Um But yeah, she was just, I reckon she was a little Russian assassin back in the day. <laughs> Her family pre, must have been. Pre life, yeah, 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 it was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. another story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I guess at the other end of the scale, you also do, uh, is it veterans? War veterans? Yeah. Yeah, the Wounded Warriors. Wounded. Um, yeah, so... So they all, they've all, hence the name, have some form of injury due to an activity in war. Yeah. War. Yeah. yeah. So the last um, guys that we just had, one had both legs completely gone, just had half a ass cheek. Um, and the other guy lost um, both above his knees um 
and they I just love you know those guys are amazing like mm. there's no limits they're just so thankful to be here yeah um you actually appreciate life yeah. again don't I tell you, they're yeah. some of my funnest hunts yeah but, no doubt. Um, for sure and it just makes you appreciate what you've what got, you've got. Yeah, like you think you're having a bad day yeah yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah yeah no that's cool and that's that's um you know like because on the podcast i've had free range outfitters versus high fence outfitters and obviously i've friends in both camps yeah um, it is one of the really great great things that i guess outfitters with more of a controlled hunting environment can offer absolutely and it's yeah. it's a really good thing for hunting as a whole to have some genuine good because we cop it a lot from all other angles on why we do and don't do what we do um but you know these veterans or these young kids have a passion in hunting and we we or you can offer them an mm. opportunity yeah you know and that sort of stuff doesn't get, doesn't get enough press uh, it's hard to get it it's yeah. hard to give it because you still got to have a somebody who wants to view it but yeah you know, yeah it's, yeah i think it's yeah, a really cool sure. thing yeah well, i just i love doing it it's just mm. i don't do it to um for anything but just because yep. I You're really love being with those people. Yeah, yeah so. no, it is cool. Yeah. It is cool and it's, yeah. Um, so going going from all the work stuff, Yep. you've actually done a bit of international hunting yourself? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a bit. Run through that. <laughs> Run through that. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, just bounced around a few different countries. Um, done a bit in Canada, America, and then um, in the last years, Asia, um, like, Kyrgyzstan and this year was Kyrgyzstan mm-hmm. that was my biggest dream um, yeah yep. there's the Marco Polo yeah yeah yep. and Ibex and then Azerbaijan and um, Sweden and just different places pretty mm-hmm. lucky like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a huge advantage yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah being yeah. Um, in this industry yeah yeah no. but so, sure. so what attracts you to those well I guess in part the species attracted to the locations, but what what attracts you to that kind of hunting and that kind of travel? Um, well, it's an awesome way to see different parts of the world. And mm. hey, I don't like go at the show, right, I'm going to do this. I'm just spur of yeah. the moment, boom, that sounds good. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's book it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I think over the time, you know, I got away from Canada a little bit. I'll go back there, but mm-hmm. just money. You yep. know, to different places you go. Yeah, I can't say Kyrgyzstan was cheap, but um, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, um, no. that was return on investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think I've had some amazing hunts and then some really shit hunts, yeah. and that makes you helps you outfit it to be a better outfit yep. at the end. Yeah, of the that's day. true. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, work based learning, Rachel. Where I know <laughs> should be writing that off, right? Yeah. That's what yeah, I keep exactly. <laughs> that's that's what IRD has heard anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah. I keep telling my old man I've got to keep doing it because, um, you know, yeah, yeah. don't want to be slipping and yeah, no, outfit right, myself. Right. So <laughs> the Marco Polo and Ibex, how was that hunt? That was awesome. So that was yep. your dream hunt. Yep. Yeah. Um, now awesome. we've got a new dream hunt, but you know right. we'll just keep. You yeah, know, yeah, you've yeah. Got to They've got to change. Different. Once yeah. they're achieved, they've got to change. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was amazing. Was that what ten days, fourteen days? Uh, yeah, twelve days. 12 days um, yeah. It was all horseback. Like mm-hmm. the altitude was up to five thousand meters. So, 
I didn't realise, you don't understand coming from New Zealand going mm-hmm. into that altitude. Um, I'd been like 3,500 before and yep. had a little bit of altitude sickness. Yeah. But I was prepared this time with, you know, all the Diamax or whatever you call that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you walk a hundred yards and you're just like, <laughs> 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 yeah. um, no, but they are very, it's a male orientated, they don't yeah. know about women over there. Like they have women um, Cook. cooks and yeah. yeah, well, they are supposed to stay in the kitchen. This yeah, is yeah. where the women yeah. are. Yeah, no, um, exactly. Yeah, but that was, um, <laughs> I ended up by day 10 telling <laughs> the guy what I really thought <laughs> and Yogi the guy that I was with um yeah. he I guided with him for years yeah. he um oh he's right Roach zip it we still need to get back to Bishkek <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no where were we not Bishkek oh. yeah, yeah that's okay. that's the, the unfortunate um, side of some of those hunts isn't it like just yeah yeah you not. need the logistics all to come together yeah and the yeah. guy did say at the end he goes oh, I respect you most women fly in do yeah. the hunt with a big camera yeah, and yeah. fly out. You, you toughed hunted it out. It. You yeah, hunted. Yeah. We didn't expect, you yeah. know, because yeah. they, guides, they just want to get you to shoot the first animal over yeah. in those countries and get out. But yeah. I was not Clip doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's um, cool. Hmm. So, um, so you obviously were successful. Yep. Both species. Yep. 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 Awesome. So right down to the last day. Oh, really? Marco Polo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's then, cool. Had you seen other Marco Polo that you? Yeah, heaps. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. you literally would turn them down based on um, turning size. them down, missing them. Let's oh, be right, honest. Right, right. Let's yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's hunting, not killing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like shooting seven hundred meters or Ooh, yards yeah, and yeah. gale force winds. I'm like, this is not cool. And yeah. they just put so much pressure on you over there, yeah. and you want to say no, but there you go. You're shooting yeah. across. It's a different. It's a different thing because I've well, basically all my hunting I've done is. Been on barter sort of type stuff. Yeah. Um, but this last sheep hunt, like, your mindset changes. When you're looking at dream animals or, you know, and you're evaluating whether these circumstances or situations are going to actually ever happen again. It's yeah. a big mind thing. Like, I don't think I've ever had, um, what do they call it, stag fever. I don't think I've ever had any of that. Yeah. But then when it comes to, a, I guess, a financial interaction and a hunt of a lifetime and a date restricted like it's not like seeing a stag here and going well if I don't get it this week I'll go back next week or next year yeah. or whatever like this is it like it changes stuff it da- oh, yeah. hugely like, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah that's cool though that's cool hunts though yeah no definitely because yeah. you're am I right in saying that your father was the first in South Pacific or something to get a slam yeah was that yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's pretty cool yeah and he didn't go out to do it Achieve like that. that. He, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, he yeah. got lucky. Um, he wasn't going to get it because of the desert being so much, but mm-hmm. um, he got lucky at the Finale Sheep Show. Mum bought him a ticket, $500 oh, raffle ticket, no and he's shit. like, what the fuck did you do that for? What a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, Alan Stewart, come up to the stage. Oh. You won the desert. I love you, wife. Yeah. You're the best wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So that was pretty cool. Ah, eh? That's yeah. cool. Real okay. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah something that would, yeah. Yeah, that I would be cool. Yeah. That was always something mm. for me to do, but yeah. I, if I don't get it done, it's all cool. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, it's like it is a big, unless a lot so of things huge. come together financially, it's yeah. just a massive, oh, it's, yeah. massive ask these days. Absolutely. You're only a lot of win away though, I guess. 
Yeah, you got to buy those tickets, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in part, eh? So, what's, um, so now that you've achieved that, what's the next dream hunt? Um, the next dream hunt, I was sort of thinking Pakistan. Oh. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm yep. going next year to Alaska with my mum and dad. Um, oh, cool. That's on a trade hunt with another family. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. Like, yep. I've been to Alaska quite a few times, but just to go with mum and dad. Yeah, so. that's cool. But um, Pakistan doing the track, we're going to have a few good hunting years to yeah, come yeah. before that yeah. happens. But, yeah. so That's cool. So, you're hunting in Alaska, obviously, as an exchange? Yeah, yeah. What are you what are you um, I'll do another doll probably. Yeah. Um, I was going to do moose, but the old man, he's... Put his name on that one? Yeah, he's yeah. shot... He, well, he's turned down a lot of moose in his yeah. time. Um, he's wanting the 70-inch, you know? Mm, doesn't want much. Yeah, no, hey, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. you know, but get lucky you sometimes. Yeah, that's it, that's yeah. it. No, that's so. cool. And, like, obviously when you're in the hunt season, it's relatively easy to stay fit. But, like, do you deliberately stay fit to hunt like is that what you do um i stay fit for my mental health i think yep. um and i yeah so yeah because i think i've seen some and correct me and redirect me where i'm going here some facebook stuff is it around like head massaging or oh cranial cranial is that what you what is that that's um <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know how you explain that yeah. sort of energy healing so instead of like a chiropractor grabbing you and breaking you into pieces, yeah. it's sort of, it's weird. I don't know. But yeah. I must say, if you ever get a chance, give it a go. Yeah, like right. they just sit their hands on your head or on your yeah. feet and that's been a lifesaver for my body and yeah. everything. No, so. I know, long story, but the, yeah. the, the, the old fellow that taught me to pick hunt, who's now passed, his father, who's still alive, but he's probably beyond 90 now, he did, I don't know if that's what they called it, but yeah, he held your hands just off you and yeah, whatever, whatever that is, yeah. Um, and they swore by it. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I have a hard time getting my head around it, like I'm not going to lie. But then based on like my injuries and stuff like that, like I have got to the point now where I'd try anything if it was going to work. Well, next time works, I'll be you know I mean? getting in touch with you saying get to yeah. Monica. So you just do it regularly just as a... Yeah, I do. I have them into our lodges, um, and even yep. during the hunting season, all the oh, hunters really? will get it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that was amazing!" Really? Some people don't feel anything for a few days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just try and do it regularly. I've got the touring um, around down here every, trying to do it every two months to yep. every month. If yep. I could get it once a month, I'd be. It's yep. something you would do, like yep. you would. Oh, yep. absolutely! Yep. It's good for, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because sometimes, like, because I, I spent some time in Australia a couple of years ago, like on sort of um, personal growth, I guess. And that was probably where I first got, I guess, some instruction or direction or leadership around meditation and stuff. And um, sometimes I feel like some of this meditating and massage and all that is actually just about stopping and, for yeah. 20 minutes, whatever long the duration is, just stopping. Um, so one of the things I've added now to my thing, daily schedule, <laughs> yeah, is um, a range of movement stretch type thing. Because yeah. I don't stretch, never have. Yeah. 38 years into not stretching, like my body doesn't like that. Um, so I've, I'm trying to get myself to do that daily and the app that I use comes with some really corny music. But I have found <laughs> that at some point in it, despite the pain in my muscles that have found a new length, I guess, <laughs> yeah. um, 
I am actually relaxing, and I think that's a big value in just that relaxing part. Absolutely, yeah. Like, um, just slow down and mm. breathe, and yep. Yeah, yeah. I need to remind myself that. Yeah. Everyone else around me reminds me that, and I'm like, oh yeah. It's yeah. a hard thing to get to though. Like I, I, up until a couple of years ago, I was just stressed out, and I mean, thankfully my wife probably saw it or lived it. <laughs> yeah. Either one, and she just she basically just told me to quit. She's like, just quit what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah, thankfully, I guess we were in a position where we could, so I did. Yeah. And definitely, my life is way different now. Like the things I value are different. Yeah. The, you know, like in it. To me, I'm not now, and I was completely driven by money. Well, or the intention of earning it and and the things I could do with it. To now, I just. Do the things that make me happy. Yeah. Balance them out. Spend some time with my daughter. Spend some time with my wife and go hunting. That's awesome. And my life's actually really stress-free. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Had I thought about this 20 years ago, I probably might not have the grey hair and the wrinkles <laughs> under my eyes that I've got, but, you know, so be it. Said life. Yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah. I, um, yeah, need to remind myself of that a bit too. Yeah. Um, it's not yeah. all about making money. It's like having a good, happy life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, that shines in every area. It does, it yeah. ma- and it makes up for it. And the one thing I've been completely amazed with from, um, obviously from the, because it was bloody hard for me to quit my job. Like you go your whole life from I always had like two or three jobs my whole life to, to quitting, and I was at the time only doing Ultimate OE. It was, it was a really hard thing to do, but then I was amazed that when you remove the, the chase of income and job, how much income and job came to you. And you just picked the ones you liked. Like yeah. it was, it was crazy. I was like, "Well, shit! All that stuff that people talk about has actually got a bit of truth." Yeah, you, know? yeah. I was like, oh, you can be happy in your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We touched on um, having a, a couple of young children, so yeah. they they obviously they can, they couldn't not see that you're involved in hunting. But are they showing an interest in hunting? Um, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're eight and nine now. Yeah, they've born and bred in it like they've mm. lived in the lodge their whole lives with hunters so to them it's just normal and it's yep. not um I think the other kids their mates around them are yeah, way right. more keen than they are yep. because it's not an everyday thing like they've all they've both shot animals and um loved it and buzzed mm. off it but if I go come on let's go for a quick hunt they're not like yeah yeah let's yep. go let's go yep. and I don't push on it it's no, like, no 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 just let them do their thing. Um, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that you're probably quite right in the fact that they wake up the next day and despite the hunt offer, they could probably just go tomorrow if they wanted to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whereas <laughs> some kids are like, really, can we? Yeah. You know, take it. Yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely. True. Yeah. yeah. So, um, no, it's pretty cool. Like the teachers at school go, wow, your kids, you know. Yeah. They've got so many life experiences. Yeah. You know, because they've travelled a bit with us hunting. Yeah, they were the shows last year. Yeah, they've they? been yeah, a few yeah. times. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a friggin' hero. <laughs> taking kids yeah, yeah, to the yeah. show. It's bad enough <laughs> looking after Matthew and Reno. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll keep doing it. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's part of the family business. Yeah, and, that's what, um, they, what you do. And they're quite cute. They're like, if we hand out brochures, will we get paid? It's all about money, you know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're eight or nine years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. That's not real work. Yeah, yeah we'll just deduct you from your ticket price. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. no, they're pretty cool. They're, um, yeah, the youngest one, he's yarns away to the hunters. Yeah, but, you know, cool. Bit of an old song. That's cool. All that social skills is pretty cool, eh? Yeah. For them, you know. Yeah, they're yeah. not academic at all, just yeah. like their mother. But, um, yeah. hey, but it's but not I, all about that. No, it's 100% it's not about that. Yeah. Like, I um, obviously 
my young daughter and stuff, and we're not at school yet, but like it's hard for me because my wife's really clever yeah. and academic clever, um, where I'm not, and I'm all about just being an entrepreneur and actually yeah. learn about how to how to run a business, and you just figure what out that business is as it comes about, and you know do your own stuff and life skills and all that sort of stuff, and so is my wife. So I'm yeah. thankfully that there's a bit of a balance there, but um, it'll be an interesting path where all that goes I, I, for me I just think if they just have one year at school where you learned about being your own business <laughs> all my friends yeah. that are builders and stuff now would be the for sure the biggest earners I know yeah you know but <laughs> they were sort of just and I was a tradie back then you know like we were just tradies yeah so we just went down that path and I was like man if you had that entrepreneurial fire and you were a builder or a plaster or a plumber or whatever you could be making real garbage now. Oh, hell like, yeah. And Absolutely. The thing I see with that stuff is, I don't know how we got into this topic, but the way <laughs> yeah. I see with that stuff is like, like zero, in my mind, zero, yeah. the accounting yeah. software, oh, wow. has yeah. taken away the need for an accountant mm. as much. And there'll be the equivalent in lawyer stuff soon. There'll be all this stuff. But the, you're still going to have to build a house and you're still going to put plaster on a wall and you're still going to have to do plumbing. Yeah. And I just think, damn, there's some opportunities in, in that sort of stuff. For sure. Being different. Um, yep. Yeah. Thinking outside that square and yeah. getting ahead of yeah. the next fella. So I don't, I don't, I'm, you know, like going back to your kids, like, I think I think academic in terms of schooling and teaching is probably a wrong gauge of anything nowadays, in oh. my mind. Yeah. I don't know what oh, you. and the schools nowadays are awesome to kids like mine. Like, yeah. I have dyslexia, they have dyslexia. Like, back in the day, I didn't know what I had. I just thought I was a bit dumb in yeah, school because yeah. yeah. that's how didn't I got read. treated. Yeah. yeah. Or the, you know, the one that acted up in the classroom. But yeah, really, yeah. I was outsmarting all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I've done pretty good in business and done yep. a few things that um, my own way. Yeah, and yeah. I've learned as I've gone. I I didn't read a book um, and just lucky. I, yeah, I think one of the biggest life skills from anybody is to ask when you need help. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like you say, so, like I run a business, yeah. but I'm, I guarantee there was at some point you're like, fuck, I don't know how to do that. I better ring an accountant or I better yeah. ring a lawyer or, you know, and and as long as you've got that ability to be willing to ask, you can do whatever the hell you want to do. For sure. And so many people are willing to help you. Yeah. Like if you ask somebody for help, that's awesome. Yeah. Like they love it. That's yeah, yeah. what I've found in. Yeah. No, yeah. 100%. That's what I've done. For sure. Cool. So what's, um, what's on the cards for Rachel coming up? Um, what's in the cards? States. Yeah. yeah, the states. Yeah, so just yeah. getting those quick jobs done. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a last minute rush, eh? Yeah, um, I'm not going this year. And yeah, I need another best, one in the, the booth. It's the best yeah. news <laughs> ever, eh? Yeah, like, lucky. Um, they just they annoy me. I'm such a, I'm just like an old grumpy old shit and all that sort of stuff like social media and trade I'm just like ah it just annoys me like yeah like I get it and you've got to do it and they are fun when you get there but all my mates are like oh you're not going to Reno you're not going to Vegas I'm like I'll give it up in a heartbeat yeah. do you want you want to go instead sweet like, go for you know, it like yeah. have at it like I'll, yeah. I'll, I think because next year's the 50th year is it oh is it I'm so I think so maybe. like so I'll, I, I do want to go to that one hopefully they've got some big yeah. options and maybe I'll win something yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, no, I don't enjoy it either, but I always try and get a hunt or two lined up in between, yep. Um, yep. which makes it a bit more fun to mm. chase some cats and alligators mm. and mm. stuff like mm. that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Just. And, and like you say, you catch up with post clients and. Drink way too much, eat uh, way too trouble. much. Hotels. Well, yeah. yeah. And it's all that air conditioned, really. 
Mm-hmm. Smoky casinos. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Living the dream, everyone <laughs> thinks, from <laughs> New Zealand. Dream, You're going to America again. You yeah. sound like a year, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, I, if they actually changed that <laughs> international de- um, destination every year, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would That's be That's what mean, they should be eh? doing. Yeah. yeah. That'd, yeah. Be that'd cool. probably get it, but, but yeah. But um, anything else you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> no, I can't think of no? much, eh? Just... No? Um, no, well, it's a pretty cool chat. It's good. I like. I want to get more women on the podcast. Yeah, just because you, you woman. I shouldn't say you. Like woman as a whole, bring a different value to the conversation. Like you know, if I have the same sort of guys on all the time, it's always about a political issue or it's about high fence versus free range. Yeah, like that's a typical direction of a guy when they think about hunting. And um, you know, it's good to talk about family. It's good to talk about. Wounded warriors. It's good to talk about being a woman having to follow dad around for five years. Like they're, they're good topics. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like you good. think? Oh, that's good. That's cool. <laughs> All right, awesome. Well, appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Rachel. Cool. No <laughs> Later. G'day. Thanks for listening to the Educated Hunter podcast. There are a number of ways you can connect with myself, Matthew Gibson, or my partner in crime, Curran Island, at the Educated Hunter. And the hub for all of this is our website, theeducatedhunter.com. Our Instagram page is at The Educated Hunter. Our website also has a spot where you can sign up for our newsletter that comes once every two weeks and is full of relevant information about hunting in New Zealand and around the world. And lastly, you can search out any of the episodes that we've done in the past and find the show notes on that episode. Other than that, thanks very much for listening and I hope you're having a good day wherever you are and your next hunting adventure is not too far away.